What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews, exclusively here as always on the Casa D18 Studios channel. I, of course, am your host, the Renegade J.J. Williams, and today we close out the Blade trilogy with 2004's Blade Trinity, starring Wesley Snipes, Jessica Biel, Ryan Reynolds, Dominic Purcell, Chris Christopherson, Parker Posey, Paul Triple H Levesque, Natasha Leon, and Patton Oswalt. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining me here once again for another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews. And as I said during the introduction, today we round out the Blade trilogy with 2004's Blade Trinity. Aside from being the final time to date that Wesley Snipes would portray the role, it also features Ryan Reynolds in a very Wade Wilson-esque role without actually being Wade Wilson Deadpool. A lot of people feel that his character in this was a lot of his inspiration for his performance as Deadpool. It's also the first theatrical film for Paul Levesque, better known to WWE fans as Triple H. Let's get into it here, shall we? As our film opens, a small group of vampires are investigating an ancient tomb in the Syrian desert, which they believe belongs to the very first vampire, Dracula. Now, in order to keep Blade from interfering, they frame him for murder of a human familiar. The FBI agents subsequently locate Blade's hideout and they kill his mentor and friend, Abraham Whistler. A demoralized Blade surrenders and is arrested. And the vampire familiars arrange for the authorities to turn Blade over to them. Thankfully, Blade is rescued by Hannibal Keen and Abigail Whistler, the daughter of Abraham Whistler. They invite Blade to join their band of vampire hunters known as the Night Stalkers. And Blade learns that Danica Talos, who is an old enemy of Hannibal Keen, has revived Dracula, now using the name Drake, with the goal of using his powers to cure vampires of all their weaknesses. Since he was the first of the vampires, Drake is able to survive in the sunlight. And along with some innovative ammunition called the Sundog, which uses ultraviolet rays, the Night Stalkers have also created an experimental bioweapon known as the Daystar, which is capable of killing vampires at the genetic level. However, they need a pure blood source in order to make it effective. But since Drake is too powerful to kill via normal means, the Night Stalkers hope that the virus will kill him and, with his blood in the mix, ensure that the rest of the species is wiped out. But they also fear that this will include wiping out Blade in the process. Eager to test Blade, Drake isolates him from the Night Stalkers, 
and Drake explains his point of view that all humans and vampires are inferior in his eyes and that he fully intends to wipe them from the face of the earth. Now, Abigail finds evidence of the vampires' plans for human subjugation, a network of blood where brain-dead humans are drained of their blood for vampire consumption. Blade is able to deactivate the farm's life support systems and executes the familiar who had been rounding up homeless humans for the vampires. As they return to the Night Stalker's hideout, Abigail and Blade find all of them dead except for Hannibal and Zoe, who is Summerfield's daughter, both of whom have been taken captive. A recording that was left by Summerfield, who created the Daystar, reveals that Drake's blood is all that is needed in order to make it complete and effective. Hannibal Kane is tortured by the vampires for information, but he refuses to talk, even when they threaten to turn him and feed him Zoe's blood. Blade and Abigail arrive and release the captives. Drake then beats Blade in compact and prepares to kill him with his very own sword. Abigail fires the Daystar arrow, but Drake catches it before it can strike him. He drops it to the floor by Blade, not realizing the danger that it poses to him. And Blade uses the distraction to stab Drake with the Daystar arrow, which triggers a chemical reaction that completes the Daystar virus, releasing it into the air and causing the virus to become airborne, which kills Danica and the rest of the vampires. As Drake slowly succumbs to his wounds and the virus, he praises Blade for fighting honorably, but warns him that he will eventually succumb to his need for blood, thus proving that Blade is the future of the vampire race. Drake uses the last of his power to shapeshift into Blade, and the FBI recover the body and declare Blade legally dead. Hannibal King then tells us via narration that the virus didn't kill Blade as the human half of his heart did not stop beating. It only slowed down, causing him to enter into a comatose state until his body was ready to fight again. Blade awakens several months later, ready to fight his battle against all vampire kind. Now, like I told you yesterday, there was just something about Blade 2 that I couldn't get into. And I, I felt that part of it was Scud. I think this one made up for it because I'm a big fan of Ryan Reynolds. I'm a huge wrestling fan, or at least I used to be, obvious as my nickname used to be the Renegade of Wrestling. So the fact that Triple H was in this, Paul Levesque, sold right out the gate. You know, Wesley Snipes back as the badass Blade. Jessica Biel, looking as only Jessica Biel can in this role. Good Lord. Natasha Leone, 
who I had known from the American Pie series, and Parker Posey, who had done a few things prior to this that I was a fan of. So this had a really good stacked cast, and I think the fact that they incorporated Dracula into this, being a huge fan of horror movies, and especially the classic Universal movies, which I'm going to do quite a few of when we get to October, including Bela Lugosi's Dracula. So the fact that they brought Dracula into this, I thought was a great touch because when you think of a vampire hunter, a man who goes on a mission to destroy vampires, eventually you want to see Count Dracula. So I thought that was a great touch for this film. And I really feel like this made up for part two. Personally, when it comes to my opinion, I go the original Blade, Blade Trinity, Blade 2. That's just my personal opinion. What do you guys out there think? Let me know if you're watching the premiere. Leave your thoughts over here. If you're watching on demand later in the day, leave your thoughts down here. How do you rank the Blade trilogy? Do you agree with me? Let me know. When it comes to my rating of Blade Trinity, four out of five. Easy. I really enjoy this film. Like I said, I feel like it made up for the missteps of part two. Really, really solid. Good storytelling. I like the way Whistler got finality. You know, where when we ended the first one, he was turned into a vampire. Was he dead? Was he not dead? You know, we thought he was dead, but he had only been turned, and Blade saved him in the second one. But now this time he's dead for good. We get his daughter brought in. Almost in a similar vein, if you think about Batman and Robin, which I know a lot of people we don't look at, we don't talk positively about that one. But if you think about the way that Alfred is dying in Batman and Robin, and then we get his niece, Alicia Silverstone, who's Batgirl in that film. It's kind of the same thing. It's like we get the death of Whistler, and then we get, you know, Whistler's successor, his daughter in this one. I always kind of felt that was a very similar dichotomy and a parallel, if you will, to these movies. But four out of five stars for me. What do you guys think of Blade Trinity? Let me know. Make sure you guys get out there on social media, though. Try to get those hashtags trending for me. Hashtag Casa D18 Studios. Hashtag Renegades Reviews. Hashtag Renegade Returns. And, of course, the ever-popular hashtag Shenanigans. Merchandising. Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Merchandising, merchandising, where the real money's made. Make sure you guys get out there. Do what that commercial just told you. Go to teespring.com slash stores slash Jeff Meacham Network for all the official merchandise of the Casa D18 Studios Brotherhood. Get you your Renegade J.J. Williams shirt. Dad's not always on wrestling. Stat Boy Sports Bar. Hashtag Stat Boy Approved. Hashtag Shenanigans. Get you your official merchandise for the Jeff Meacham Network. Three different designs of the Jeff Meacham Network logo for you to choose from along with talk wrestling, Meachamania, and more. Hey, it's summertime, barbecue, pool parties, beaches. It's been triple digits out here where I am. I don't know about you guys. 
go to the Teespring store, score yourself a tank top. You can either get Michamania or the Renegade J.J. Williams in tank top form, perfect for all those barbecues, pool parties, and beach parties this summer. Get out there, show your love and support. While you're out there supporting, do what that ticker tells you. Do you enjoy my daily videos? Do you enjoy my content? Are you appreciative of the fact that I'm here in my garage studio weathering the conditions of triple-digit heat to bring you brand-new daily videos? If you are and you do, do what that ticker is telling you to do. Go to the PayPal link as it scrolls across the bottom of the screen. Send me a few bucks as a donation. Keep in mind, guys, I'm not monetized right now, so I'm not making any money on these videos. I've been going strong here for almost seven months, not making a dime. So if you enjoy my content and you enjoy my videos, go to the PayPal, send me a few buck donation. If you don't want to send me a monetary donation, but you still want to support, go to the Linktree link at the bottom of the screen. Click on the link for my Amazon movie wish list. Grab a movie off there. I'm constantly updating, constantly adding movies to the list. Pick out a movie that you'd like to see me review. Order it when it comes, and I open it on Renegade Recap. I'll give you guys a shout-out. Then when I factor it into my theme months, and I actually get to watch it and review it, I'll give you guys another shout-out. And I'll show you guys the same love and support that you guys are showing me. Make sure you guys tune in tomorrow. Right back here on the Casa D18 Studios channel for another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews. It's the 4th of July. We finished the Blade Trilogy, so that could only mean one thing. We're starting off the MCU, and we're starting it off in chronological timeline order, not movie release order. So what's the first movie to take place in the MCU timeline? Perfect for the 4th of July. 2011's Captain America, The First Avenger, starring Chris Evans, Tommy Lee Jones, Hugo Weaving, Haley Atwell, Sebastian Stan, Dominic Cooper, and Stanley Tucci. You're definitely not going to want to miss out tomorrow, right here on Renegades Reviews, when we take a look at Captain America, The First Avenger. And just prior to that, I'm going to throw up a little, like, little 10-minute um, bonus video just for the 4th of July, a little patriotic, some clips from some movies. Hope you'll check that out as well. To all my loyal viewers tuning in on a daily basis and supporting me, watching the premiere, leaving your comments over here, thank you very much. I greatly appreciate each and every one of you. To all my loyal viewers that tune in later on in the day, watching on demand, leaving your thoughts and comments down here. Thank you very much. I greatly appreciate you guys. I appreciate each and every one of my loyal fans and viewers that tune in on a regular basis. Thank you very much for supporting. Thank you very much for watching, and I will see you guys next time.